0: Hey, bitch! Hey, bitch! Hey, bitch! Hey, bitch! Hey, bitch! Hey, bitch! Hey, bitch!
1: Hey, bitch! Hey, bitch! Hey, bitch!
0: Hey, bitch! Hey, bitch! Hey, bitch! Hey, bitch! Hey, bitch! Hey, bitch!
1: I was watching Age of Ultron for the first time this morning. Age of Ultron, I, yeah. Oh wow! I, I didn't. I I fell out of Marvel movies for like four years. Okay. So uh, with Disney Plus, I've watched Iron Man three for the first time. Oh, I'm sorry. I, Age of Ultron. I, honestly, I I ha, I since I have such like a casual connection to that movie, like I have no, there's no stakes. I wasn't jazzed to go watch it. And I didn't spend money, take time out of my day, right. When what's his name, um, uh, Ben Kingsley as the the Mandarin mm-hmm. was there. I was just kind of like, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not as bad as Iron Man Two, in my opinion, but it's. I liked Iron Man Two. You are terrible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just, I, I, I think honestly, the whole reason I like that movie is that suitcase.
0: <laughs> oh, the suitcase armor is the best thing in that movie. Like, yes! honestly, it is the coolest thing ever.
1: Also, how, how weird is it to look at it now? Where uh, that's the kind of thing. Like going back to it, like Tony has like a suit that kicks over, or that gets kicked over to him as a suitcase, and then like his new invention was when he like reached out and the armor went to his hand and stuff. Cause like I didn't see the the one with um, the Iron Legion or anything. Right. So I just I went away, and when I came back, he had like nano armor and stuff, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, yeah. <laughs> Like, he he had a real hard time, like, he he was iPhone users for the last decade, where they had to bring a charger with them everywhere. Yeah,
0: that's true. He had to bring the suit. He had to bring the suit. Well, you know, though, like, I've always appreciated, like, uh, so, like, I appreciate the the suit, the arm, the, the suitcase suit more, because it's a physical thing like mm-hmm. you can see it like be put, being put on him whereas like the nanotech suits just come out of nowhere
1: yeah he just pulls in the little cords or whatever yeah
0: and it it's supposed to come out of that the thing that's supposed to be like his arc reactor uh but he, which he doesn't yeah. need anymore but it it's still like it still like comes and disappears out of nowhere whereas like in the old suits you know the helmet goes back and the helmet's still there you still see the part the face part that w- that went back yeah. But now it just kind of goes, it just goes into himself or, or whatever. Yeah. Know? Like I, I wonder if, okay. Oh, no, I was just saying, I just appreciate the, the physical, like I, I know it's all CG anyways, but I'm just saying <laughs> the, the physical look of it better.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, uh, and honestly, like that's also what Iron Man is, you know, like the idea that he just gets to like call it down from the sky was even crazy. Uh-huh. Him just carrying it with him like inside of his chest whatever is nuts that's like I know at the time that at the point at the time when Iron Man was created and everything that was still when like futurists would like pitch what the office of the future was and they'd be like oh and this desk over here will give you constant tabulations on what the stock is (laughs) uh, and and it was like not only is it not a full desk for that shit it's all in my phone and it's it's just this little glass sandwich that I carry in my pocket. <laughs> also, where I do all of my computer stuff, I can take photos with it and everything. They thought everything would be one device. And that is not what the future ended up as.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. Like, I, I love it when you still go to offices or, or people's desks and stuff like that. And they have they have a planner calendar. They have a calculating <laughs> machine. They have a fax machine. It's like all these things are done with your mm-hmm. phone like now. Even
1: if I mean, you honestly, even if you just I, had I do a like desktop. a calculator. I like a calculator more than doing it on my phone. Really? I'm a sucker for buttons, man. <laughs> if, if if there was like a little thing that I could like just like have on like on my phone in some way, shape or form where like when some new app came up, tactile buttons would spring up in some way, shape or form. I, I, I'll I go broke pain for that 10 times over. Give it to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, but I'm not talking about like a. Uh, a, a, just a calculate... Fine, that's fine having a calculator. But like the the one with the tape, you know. I don't know when you said shit. Yeah, that stuff. And like you, <laughs> you have to go find that tape when you run out the paper receipt and all. I was like, come on, that was always a pain in my ass so
1: yeah and one well, the, the worst one would be like ah oh, fuck we, like we got a new like well I'll, I'll bring you some of my tape i'll bring you some of my tape i have some over here and you go and you get some of your paper and it's the wrong size of course it's wrong oh, size sorry. <laughs> sorry this this is an a2 <laughs> size tape i'm so sorry <laughs> yeah
0: it's always a pain it's uh the worst yeah no i mean it, did you th- did you think that you would ever have a, a I mean, do you think the people that were calculating by hand how to land on the moon <laughs> that they were going to have to you know all this stuff in, in the palm of their hands in a in a phone?
1: Uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> nope. None of them would have ever guessed in the slightest. I I don't even know. I feel like if you if you went back in time like a decade or, or, well, I guess like 15 years because a decade now is when iPhone came out.
0: Oh, um, yeah, before a decade, I mean, 2010, iPhone already hit iPhone 2, iPhone 3.
1: Fuck. Oh, yes, June, it was like
0: 2008?
1: 2006? Shit. Yes.
0: Somewhere around I there. Time, time yeah. just keeps going, Mitch. It's it so does. frustrating. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, yeah, like um, you'd have to go back, like, I guess 15 to 20 years. But if you went back and just changed like three things about anything everything would have been different about technology
0: Yeah I, I don't know. No no it's you're most you're absolutely movies. right because look at all the the movies that we had in the 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, when they talked about the future and even look at Blade Runner. Like you don't have <laughs> the tech we don't have the tech that Blade Runner which what November was when Blade Runner was supposed yeah. to happen, right? Uh, we don't have the
1: 18th. I think it was. Yeah.
0: Something like that. November 18th. Um, the tech that's, that's in that is, you know, what is it? Someone explained it. It was like all those movies always thought that we were going to have some type of energy. Um, uh, pushed in technology some kind you know people would be doing energon so to speak like from transformers or something like it would be some type of energy thing but in actuality all we did was we we focused more on information and 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 that and how because that was the more i mean i don't know would you say that's more important commodity information at this point or is it still yeah
1: no no yeah i i think so i think um it's it doesn't have to be substantial information it all it's all just Pushing ones and zeros, and yeah. how how fast they can do it, and how energy efficient they can be at it. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the things that that we're sending back and forth to each other are like, I mean, it could just be gifs or whatever, but they don't point to just one spot on the internet where it's like they reference that gif and then put that gif in the slot. We send the gif every time, right? So we're still sending tons of information
0: all day, every but, day. Yeah, yeah. But and- as a
1: product of that stuff, like. People wanted to have better batteries, so we did get better batteries, but not for the reasons we thought.
0: <laughs> no, not for the... I mean, we thought we were going to be having flying cars and teleportation and all this other stuff. No. It's... I mean,
1: Don't get me wrong. I do. I do like to think about the fact that I am, at the end of the day, driving an electric skateboard around most of the time. I have virtual reality in my bedroom. My lights change color when I tell them to, and a few other things. Like, I have a little bit of the future. It's just not the future i thought
0: no yeah exactly and it's it's never it's not the future that really anybody predicted like in Mm -hmm. in our pop culture or television or movies and stuff like that i i guess you got to wait another hundred no i don't know i don't actually don't know how many more years it is for like star trek but uh i
1: I don't know if we're gonna make it man
0: i mean that's that's probably very true (laughs)
1: I think whatever dregs of humanity do find their way off of the planet, whatever group bands together to get off the planet, because they're going to have to. I mean, realistically, like there's just too many shitty people pushing things back at so many different levels. But um, whatever group of people do leave, I think that they will be a utopia kind of people, like the people in Star Trek. But the planet will just be
0: like dust and mush. Do you think (laughs) so? I feel like the people that do leave are just going to be the the uber rich and like snotty about everything
1: they they might still go uh like they'll they'll still be there but i think it'll still be something that's sold to them like they'll get to be on the ship but it'll be the best and brightest of people who are like staffing things or uh keeping things afloat
0: well you're more you're more optimistic about that than i
1: am i just they're gonna be so many shitty rich people who get into jobs like doing big things they'll be like oh yes 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 no i can i can be an engineer on a spaceship but then when it really comes down to it like there's gonna be a couple redundant people here and there who are really good at fixing things <laughs> you always see in the sci-fi stuff that'll be the ones who do it going forward
0: yeah exactly
1: <laughs> I, I believe in parts of humanity
0: <laughs> what is your your favorite version of of uh fictional future
1: i really like Ender's game oh, okay that stuff and everything that comes out of it. Did you ever read the extended Ender books?
0: I've never read any of the Enders book. The only thing I've seen is or only thing only part of Enders I know is the is the movie that was made.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a rough one. I mean, it's um, not
0: great, but it's not I didn't think it was bad either.
1: No, I mean honestly, it's still a serviceable version of the thing. And they did some I like as much as I don't like um, the movie, because I think some of the best parts um, are things that they don't go into, um, they did some really cool things to um, maintain aspects of how the book was told uh, for the movie. Like, um, do you remember, there's the, so Harrison Ford plays Colonel Graff. Right. There, and there's a lady who talks to him all the time.
0: Viola Davis. Was that
1: who that was?
0: I believe so, Yes.
1: Damn, it's a long time ago. I didn't know who she was at that Yeah, time. no, no, she
0: um, she was still relatively new.
1: Uh, but yeah, so she is a one hundred percent made up character. Uh, really? She basically yeah, she basically represents the emails that Graf gets over the time in the book. There's an email chain between him and uh someone else, different different people. Um, at the beginning of each chapter, and she basically acts like that those emails with
0: him. Okay. So the yeah. in the book their emails are the the voice of reason, so to speak.
1: Yeah, like like they have conversations with them pointing out like why this little bit of this thing is important, some shit that happened in the background that no one saw or anything, but is important for moving the plot forward.
0: Were they supposed to be like was it supposed to be like emails from a uh, council of some sort or like a commu- commi- committee?
1: It depended. Uh, sometimes it was people on Earth saying like, "Hey, like, sounds like you're fucking up up there." Uh, other times it would be someone who was in like a counselor role on the Battle School. Okay. Thing. It it just really depended. Um, other military leader people. Th- they're very cool books. Which if I enjoy. Books get into some cool shit.
0: Which I understand in a in a book setting. Like, I mean, that's it's reading, and you you, you can understand that uh, Colonel Grapp is reading also. But in a movie, you want to show you know, a person there that's relaying that information instead of just having Harrison Ford look at a computer screen and read, read an email.
1: Yeah. Like the alternative would be him like looking at a computer and maybe having like a teleconference with somebody. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, her character essentially amounts to, um, did you watch Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z? (laughs) Uh,
0: the cartoon or the animated show? The most I've seen of, dragon ball is the animated is the um that broly movie that daniel took me to
1: oh god i, did, I didn't even see this <laughs> i mean um,
0: it wasn't bad it was the thing that was interesting the most about it and sorry this is a side tangent but oh, like the, the how the movie starts off and i don't know if this is what they were going for if i'm just reading way too much into <sighs> it the movie starts off in one style of uh animation and then oh. as as it progresses it kind of changes up and and upgrades so to speak uh, especially as broly himself upgrades into the newer you know versions of himself so like by huh. the time you get to it it's it's a very sleek modern looking kind type of, type of type of animation
1: we in the beginning was it kind of like 80s 90s looking
0: kind of 90s looking i I'm, huh. I'm assuming that's how the show started off looking
1: well yeah the, the show was um the show is as old as I am. Okay. <clears throat> um, yeah, because I remember that much. It When you watch the original thing, because of the way that stuff was, like, filmed and processed in Japan, you know, original Power Rangers looks like it's from, like, the 70s. Right. It, it's like that. Where the, the anime was made in the '80s, but it looks old as fuck. <laughs> um, but I I, I have, so I haven't seen that movie, but I'm sure that there's some character on the side who, at some point in time, is like, "My God, Kakarot's in trouble. Broly's power level is up to nine thousand, and he's moving faster than he ever than, he, than Goku ever has before."
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. There's always
1: a character on the side that's explaining something that's happening inside of a scene. Yep. So it's not just punchies the whole time, and that's what that character did in Ender's Game.
0: <clears throat> I mean, that was that was a pretty good impression there. I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my Vegeta. My God. <laughs> okay, so uh, then if Ender's Game is is your version of the future, your preferred version of the future, like if I was going off of just the movie. Space travel is pretty much the only thing that was very advanced that we saw.
1: Yeah, essentially. <clears throat> um, you- uh, in, in the first book, so in Ender's Game and everything, um, nothing is super crazy as far as technology goes. Like, Yeah, they have some technology that they, that they lifted off of the alien invaders, but by and large, there's still normal sociopolitical conflicts and everything on the planet. It's the later books that get awesome.
0: <laughs> I also feel like that's a thing like in a lot of mute movies we don't we are no longer like able it's, uh, we, we hit our wall on technology and it's usually like found alien technology that boosts us past uh, a certain wall yeah
1: like it's it's a common one and I don't know if that's a plot telling device or a plot telling a storytelling device <clears throat> that they decide to go with but I mean at the same time, I'm not mad about it, because there is also that theory that, like, humans didn't evolve, like, all on our own or anything. There's just, like, an inexplicable spike.
0: Right, right. Yeah, like, the an alien race, kind of like the beginning of Prometheus, an alien race came down. But that's the beginning of Earth civilization altogether, or Earth but still, life the, altogether, right?
1: The same kind of thing, because I mean before that there probably would have been some other kind of like microbial thing, maybe. Right. Um, but they weren't like like becoming like
0: protozoa or anything. <laughs> okay, so let's get into this. Uh yeah. Um what has been the origin story for Stephen Clark?
1: Uh so I I don't know in in what regard?
0: What made you I mean cuz you're part of geekly media what made uh-huh. it so that you were attracted to the geek culture Oof oof I'm, um I mean before we started talking or recording uh we, we were talking about a uh Hellblade 2 trailer like what what why why did video games maybe even specifically that video game strike you so hard
1: I mean honestly I don't it wasn't even video games for me and nerdy stuff Uh, I think I owe a lot to my mom, honestly, on that one. I I didn't get my first video game console until everyone else was getting like a PlayStation 1 and everything. Um, I couldn't have video game consoles. First of all, we were too poor. And second, my mom thought it would like turn my brain into mush because one of my cousins turned out that way. So she was like hesitant about it.
0: We, we, um, wait wait we, i don't think we could breeze over a, a cousin that just happened to have her brain turned to mush and that was a result was like, of video games he, he's
1: he's not actually like mushy-brained like uh he he designs uh guns and stuff he is a smart person okay he's, he's a smart dude
0: it's just he's still awkward oh okay that's i mean yeah i, I don't think that our Modern technologies in entertainment or social media or internet or anything has made us more awkward, but I do (coughs) think it has made it so that people have different socializing skills.
1: I agree. I it's definitely modified the the social tool set that a lot of people walk <laughs> around with. And I mean, there's a lot of I can't even adult today shirts out there. Oh,
0: you know that is the, the sometimes <laughs> sometimes I I say it too. I'll be like, uh, adulting sucks, or like, adulting today is is not not cool. But like, when people, <laughs> okay, this is the prime example right here. So, uh, <laughs> the all the Baby Yoda memes, right, mm-hmm. that have come out so many of them they like one of them is uh this is me uh as a full adult going to the restaurant asking for chicky wing or chicky tenders or tendies or something like that i was like why do you have to say it that way why tendies and chalky chalky milk it's like you're an adult (laughs) you don't need to say things that way (laughs) i'm okay with it if it wasn't also paired
1: with like the baby yoda part right any individual half of that thing i'm fine with if it's like nah this this is me going to the the place asking for chicken tenders okay that's fine and it's a picture of yoda or if it was like um like a joke about going to a place and asking for chicky chicky tintins you know like (laughs) i I would be fine with that it's just putting the two together that i'm like nah fuck off
0: Yes, it's too much. <laughs> Thank you. It is too much, and that's exactly where I've been falling. Like whenever they, whenever I see the meme like that, because everybody wants to be a toddler again, and it's just like, why? Why do you want to be a toddler again? I mean, to get me wrong,
1: there's probably some like, some like socio- like sociologist or psychiatrist out there who, who's like, uh no, yes, everyone is infant infantilizing themselves to insulate themselves from the the, the harsh realities of the outer world, like someone
0: is doing that no someone you're absolutely right
1: but also like it's okay to pay your ups bill yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes it is perfectly okay and you know to take I, care i
1: say ups what is you that
0: well not, I, I mean i mean aps you did mean aps i knew <laughs> what you meant but i didn't want to correct you i just figured you'd go with it
1: someone has it has a UPS like business account that they have to pay for that they're like yeah no
0: yeah pay your fucking UPS bill <laughs> That's well, not what
1: I meant I'm sorry
0: You know it's the same thing it's like you pay your credit card bills like people think like think that that's just like endless money and no that's future you that has to pay that uh-huh.
1: so, no, so I I I I can't even get credit cards <laughs> I have a student loan for, student loans to thank for that one but about the thing that makes that made me a nerd, though. Okay, um, sorry. Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm all meta tangents. <laughs> um, no, um, the thing that I think I owe me having been able to like become a nerd or anything like that too is honestly my mom. Um, she had all of these, like, all these like different sci-fi books and stuff, um, fantasy books and everything. That I would read all the time. Um, I was lucky in that. Like, um, we, we were really poor. Uh, one time when I was a kid, I remember my mom, like, sitting me down and, like, talking to me about the fact that, like, if something didn't change very soon, um, we were gonna have to take stock of things and either, like, end up, like, essentially homeless and, like, uh, maybe being in a shelter for a little bit or moving to be with family. But moving to be with family was gonna be hard. Because that costs money too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that uh, she already had these sci-fi and fantasy books and stuff that I was able to read, and I didn't have to ask for these things, to be able to like take control of the nerdy stuff I took in was a lot. Like that meant a lot. And like Ender's Game was a book that she bought for herself, uh, and then I read it, liked it so much that it was my third grade book report. You nice know? <laughs> uh, so like like i very much owe that to her
0: very cool i mean that that's that that's often awesome then i mean i wish i read more i just don't and so my entryway into geekdom is comic book characters because but not comic books because i didn't start reading comic books till way after i learned about comic book characters and like the You know, the Batman animated series, Spider-Man animated series from the 90s, X-Men animated series Mm -hmm. from the 90s. You know, like all those things caught me first, especially Batman. Like I'm, I'm what, just about 10 years older than you?
1: Yeah, uh, 89.
0: Yes, and 82. So seven years older than you. Uh, You know, I, 89 was Tim Burton's Batman. Now, at the time, I loved it, but I mean, I come to realize that it's not exactly batman either yeah but you know i also seek seeked out the um adam west batman stuff like that's it was just all there and it was all stuff that i wanted to wanted to check out so eventually finding my way to batman comics and other comic books and stuff like that was uh my entryway and that definitely opens it up to tv shows of sci-fi stuff and yeah uh you know video games and movies and stuff like that so uh yeah but i
1: mean honestly, i think i think we definitely i think we like as nerds also owe a lot to the fact that comic books by themselves weren't successful for a little bit there right like that that intense period where marvel was like nothing and they were selling <laughs> characters off left and right to people yeah because we got so many other like pronged pieces of media uh, that we got to be exposed to where buying a comic book is buying a comic book, you know, uh, for for eternity going to a comic book store and just like leafing through it and reading it in the store is either one frowned upon or two flat out not allowed. Yeah. Um, so it's not like we were going to get to see these characters that way if we weren't
0: buying those things. Right
1: cartoons were great
0: <laughs> and and for the most part pretty like um true to the adaptation like the adaptation was pretty <laughs> true to the source material um yeah like it it was a weird time like the early 90s is when they started throwing in all those you know foil uh, copies <laughs> and variant covers and yeah you know special editions and all that stuff which is kind of scary because they're getting back to that now again.
1: I honestly the so I buy comic books um, a pretty decent amount, way more than I did when I was back in the hometown that we share. Um, out here, I go to a comic book a comic book shop, one of the many that are here every Wednesday. Uh, and as I go through there, you see all of these like crazy covers from like this artist, that artist, this artist, this like so many things for just one issue. And more often than not, a lot of those variants aren't the ones that people are buying no I get why they do it but the only time when I've liked it has been recently where I'm uh, so I don't read a lot of like capes books like no superheroes or anything Um, and one of the things they do is when a comic book is more popular they have to put out a second third fourth fifth run of those issues Um, like so for example Something is Killing the Children a very good one that everyone should read yep um, uh, that one when the second and third print runs of a comic book come out for every single new issue, there's um there's a second and third like main cover and it shows what print run it is on the front of it. But for that new print run, it on- honestly has incentivized me to like maybe I'll buy another version <laughs> another cover there, uh, because the there's the other co- cover and then I can buy it for someone else and offer it to them because I do love those comic books so much but that's the only time i've been like ah yes b
0: covers (laughs) uh what uh oh i just lost it oh have you heard of the uh basket full of heads no what is this it's joe hill's uh new comic book i guess he has a um he has a whole like imprint of books right now uh, I forget what it's called. It's, it might be like Hill Ho- Oh, I think it is called Hill House Books or Hill House uh-huh. Comics. But Basketful of Heads is a, is a comic book that uh, that he's writ- written. And you know Joe is right? Nope. Oh, Joe Hill, um, son of Stephen King. He is. Okay. Uh, he, uh, he's written a lot of stuff now. He, what was the, oh, Lock and Key was the thing he created. Comic book. Okay. Which is going to be I a TV that, show um, coming out pretty soon on Netflix
1: yeah and i I don't like the key art for that oh, that, you that's don't not a pun I don't like it. think it looks like a bad Photoshop.
0: Oh, that's fair <laughs> <laughs> no, I, what I about did, the I idea that, what about the concept though? like the key in the back of the neck
1: oh no I, I, that, that's straight out the comic as far as I understand it. um uh lock and key is very popular yeah from when it came out and was it um uh the wolf Among us was a, a spun off of
0: that, right? Oh, I don't know
1: yeah the the telltale series yeah I believe yeah that was yeah. spun off of that
0: oh wow i didn't know that yeah, i could be wrong
1: <laughs> I, I know it was off of a comic book that was like that but if, if i remember correctly that was that one but no um it was weird that that show got announced and i feel like it came out and then nobody talked about it
0: wolf Past among like us or lock key
1: lock and key It hasn't come out yet no, no, I mean the um, like the the announcement for it.
0: Oh, with yeah, that
1: key art because that was what like a week and a half ago, two weeks. Mm, I think it was only
0: half a week ago. Damn,
1: I, I just feel like, like I I follow predominantly comic book and uh, comic <laughs> artists and uh, animators and stuff, and I saw like two things from it, and I think those were like you, Geek Elite, and maybe a couple other people liking <laughs> images, so they pop up on my feed.
0: Right. And I think, well, that's odd. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it. I I remember ooh, I would say probably about eight years ago at San Diego Comic Con, I saw the Fox pilot for the lock and key show that, that was made that never got released. And oh. uh I thought it was great. I thought it was a great pilot episode and was very surprised because they showed it to us after they already knew that Fox wasn't gonna release it. Like Really? Yeah. So I how guess did they
1: get, how did they get to do
0: that? I I think Fox just like, sure, go ahead. Show it. <laughs> like Whatever. <laughs> I mean,
1: honestly, if you've already put the money into it, at least like get someone to be like, yes, I loved that thing. Yeah, you
0: know? maybe that's what it was. They were waiting for someone to write up something and say, hey, it was a, it was a great thing. But huh. uh, yeah, it was a good episode. I mean, none of those people were going to be in the new show. And <laughs> I even believe that this was the like this version of the show. Uh, for Netflix is the second cast like they had a whole cast they filmed a, a, a pilot episode and Netflix came in and said no we need to change and they went and got a whole new cast and filmed the second pilot episode
1: that's weird because honestly the way that people talk about Netflix things it, it just like I, I know it's the same thing as like TV movies and stuff like that but people kind of they kind of shit on the production uh, and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah of some yeah, of yeah. the yeah. Netflix things um, and so you would never think that they would have like a, quality. no, we need to reshoot the pilot new <laughs> cast, <laughs> That's
0: funny, you know? No, yeah. like It's not like they have quality control or anything on that, but like, uh, I think with the prop, the cropping up of new streaming services over and over, like they have to start doing more quality control. They have to start. Picking more, and which I mean, look what they're doing—they they got stuff like *Irishman* and *Marriage Story* and uh, uh, *Roma* last year. Like they're they're definitely picking movies that are going to be Oscar contenders, as well as as well as your *Brights* and Lock and Key* and uh, every single romantic comedy now comes out on uh, Netflix. You know, and that's where those movies are. Like the big tentpole blockbuster movies come out in the theaters. That cost you know $150 million to make or more, but you can do the mid sized $20 million, $30 million, $40 million movie on Netflix. Like, that's where that stuff is going to be going because people want to watch those in the comfort of their own home. They don't, you don't need to go to the movie theater to see a romantic comedy. Like,
1: no, yeah and i mean like it's it's like gray's anatomy every week you know yeah, exactly <laughs> like they, they can just do something like that <clears throat> with actual movies and i, I appreciate it
0: yeah exactly like,
1: I, I wonder what, what's the cost of those uh steven soderbergh films the iphone ones
0: you know that's very interesting i would wonder what that what would be the cost of that too but like he releases those movies very quietly. Like Unsane wasn't a big release. Uh what was but, the one right before Unsane with the with the iPhone?
1: Uh I, Unsane was the first one that I know of. Oh, it was um, the first one? So then I, I don't know if that's
0: the actual like the first one that he did that with. But High Flying yeah. Bird was the second one, the other one that you were talking, you're thinking about?
1: Yeah, and that one that one had a, a good cast and everything. Um I I I just Unsane was the first one where I was like, oh, this is like an indie film, you know? Like, it looked like it visually. It definitely looked uh, like it, yeah. Yeah, which which is weird, because I, I don't know if it's just because I've gotten older. Like, I do things with video production, nothing to that degree in any way, shape, or form. Um, but, like, I have a more critical eye. But I don't remember thinking when I watched 28 Days Later, like, uh, this looks independent. <laughs> Even though it was shot on digital, like, it was shot digitally. Right. Um, and which was unusual for films at the time. At so that time, yeah. What w- What did they do? Like, w- what was the technology they were using for this? Because, w- what What resolution could they be recording
0: to? You know what I mean? I mean, with iPhones, you can record in four K now, right?
1: Well, iPhones, yeah, but I mean, think Think about when Twenty Eight Days Later came out. I oh, was in junior high.
0: Fair enough. Okay, yeah, I was like two thousand two, two thousand. Oh, it had to have been closer to 2001 because I was working at the movie well, theater.
1: Yeah, because two, cause 2000, 2004 was when I went into high school. And, I mean, I was fresh in junior high at the time. So <laughs> 2001, 2002 makes sense. And so, like, what resolution did they shoot at?
0: <laughs> they had... I mean, they were probably shoot... At that time, they would have... They probably could have been shooting in, in 1080p. I suppose. But I, nothing, nothing I was say.
1: even... um I don't even think like 16 by nine aspect ratio was a standard yet.
0: Uh, I think it was in 2001. In 2001. Yeah. If especially if you're f- shooting a movie for the theater, I
1: mean that part. Yeah. That, that would definitely be a thing. I just, I don't know. I, I should look into that at some point in time. <laughs> I, cause that's, that's what I don't think about a lot. That movie's that, that movie's great. I love that movie so much. That's I, the best I, I
0: did like that movie. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the best zombie movie. <laughs> I, because one there's there's people that argue out there that it's not even a zombie movie that they're they're rage monsters
1: see for this one this one i got i have the zombie man himself on my side on this one Who, george, george romero george, yeah yeah george romero's definition of zombies includes 28 days later oh nice thank you
0: george <laughs> <laughs> speaking of the have you uh have you have any interest in in watching that uh was it Is it the new movie from Zack Snyder? Is a zombie movie? I think it's Land of the Dead.
1: I don't know if I'm interested in any Zack Snyder films at this point in my life.
0: Ever again? Yeah. Did you like Zack Snyder before his Superman movies or his comic Uh, book
1: movies? I never watched Three Hundred. Okay. Um, I liked I liked Watchmen enough when it came out. Um, I even at that point in my life I was still like this is pretty masturbatory film. um like i i still felt like it was a little bit of like back padding, you know Fair. for himself um but i don't know i i don't even think that that is there in the more recent works of his that i've seen
0: what about sucker punch
1: no i never liked sucker punch
0: okay how about uh his remake I, I, of day of the dead or yeah is it day no dawn of the dead which is
1: that the mall one
0: the mall one yeah
1: okay i'm not, i don't I do not hate that one I'm okay with that one. Okay,
0: I like that. <clears throat> uh,
1: but yeah, no, like um, Sucker Punch, I, I always felt like Sucker Punch was... the. the hmm, I, I have a lot of feelings about Sucker Punch. Ooh! <laughs> 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 I, I don't know how much you want to get into that one. Uh, that's like in the weeds for stuff. It's just, there's this thing that, um this whole like metaphor that's supposed to be in there where the people that are like ogling these girls... Are supposed to also be like a metaphor for the audience who would have seen the advertising and were ogling the girls, right? I don't think that was a thing that happened in before the, they filmed it or whatever. <laughs> I, I think that's like people who make a painting and then afterwards are like, Oh, yes, no, this is a
0: commentary on <laughs> existentialism
1: within the modern man. Like, it's you taped a banana to the wall. <laughs>
0: Oh, very topical of you.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I just I don't know, man. I don't, I don't like soccer much.
0: <laughs> that's fair. I, I I would say I enjoyed that movie. So maybe it's it's still it's still beautiful. Maybe, visually, it's fantastic. Yeah, and you know what? I, I pretty much love anything that Jamie Chung's in. So <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Is <laughs> another Gina Carano? Is another Gina Carano? Well, it's also got a uh a. Uh, 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 fucking sally jupiter in it um who was in you know her uh that's not her name she played sally jupiter in Watchmen. um she's in son-in-law it's not gina carana but something gina or something like that Doesn't, Tia Carrere. Nope, it's not tia career but that's okay i'm talking about the dance instructor in the in the movie in sucker punch i don't remember that well she's also in sin city i never watched sin city oh well that's fair
1: I, I felt a little bad. I think I talked to you recently about the fact that. Well, actually, no, it was you. I didn't talk to you about this. You opened my eyes, Mitch. I did. Years ago. Oh, okay. One, maybe, year and a half ago. <laughs> um, we had just come out of Blade Runner twenty forty
0: nine. Okay. Uh, and
1: I was I was talking crap about, um, like uh, Blade Runner or like Cyberpunk things like Uh, a lot of cyberpunk things okay um i like blade runner i want i want everyone to know that anyone who happens to listen to this like i love blade runner through and through um but i was talking crap because i was saying i don't like noirs i don't like detective noirs or anything okay and then you you said i mean aren't like all cyberpunk things essentially detective (laughs) noirs and i was like. Like at the time, I was like, no, no, and then like I don't know, maybe like like sometime the the like the half hour after that, like my subconscious really molded that one over. I was like, yeah, no, you're right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm sorry I, I shattered that glass for you, or maybe no, you're welcome. It, it was a good one.
1: It, yeah, it was it was a good one. Now like when a, a, if I ever have to sit through a new OR, I have to think like, okay, now what if this lady was a robot? <laughs> And then I'll find my way through and I'll enjoy it.
0: There you go. You just always picture random characters as robots or sentient (laughs) programs or something.
1: I mean, I I learned long ago to do that with Star Trek where I'm just like, ah, these people are Native Americans on this planet.
0: Yes, yeah, that's true. That's exactly (laughs) what you have to do.
1: Yeah, like they're having their land stolen from them. Okay. Yes. No, no.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, So, Oh. What were you going to say? No, no,
1: no, you go. I I was going to do the thing I think you're doing.
0: Oh, I was going to ask you. uh, So I know uh, just because of our personal relationship that at one point in time and you spoke about it earlier with college uh, tuition or college loans, you know, you went away to San Francisco for school. I did. For post high school, whatever you would call that. How? A college. Okay, college. Uh, How did you find that? Like as a environment for learning to hone your creative skills
1: like how How did I like it I mean or yeah or how did I come to it
0: no not so much how did you come to it but and not so much did you like it because whether you liked it or not is is a good thing don't worry mm-hmm. I mean obviously but is it was it beneficial to your your craft
1: going to school No, like I, uh, undoubtedly, I learned things. There are things that I think back to um, that I either internalized at the time or, like, luckily remember and get to apply now. Mm -hmm. Um, That happened. That happens for sure. But more than anything, um, I I I didn't get to finish school Um, because of how long I took to actually go to college. I didn't have. I couldn't get enough loan money to pay for stuff. Through a full, like a full amount of credits to get a to get a degree or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, my experience with art school and everything was going there for like a couple of years and then coming back to my hometown. Um, so I have no piece of paper to show for anything. I didn't get to go through the full run of classes or anything. Um, but I still don't consider it um, like a any kind of mistake, okay, or anything uh i i think that the the thing that i got out of it most was getting to be in san francisco uh being in san francisco got to show me uh a big place where art was happening mm-hmm. where you saw like art being a business where you saw people like actively going about like painting murals um like whether they were paid to do those things or just taking it upon themselves with some spray paint to make a mural on the side of a building <laughs> in the shadow of night. Um, like, you got to see a hustling and bustling environment where art was applicable. And that, I think, was like immensely important to see in action because our hometown has none of that. We have some murals now that are happening, but all the biggest murals that happen in Yuma are from artists from other fucking states and cities. yeah. I don't understand that.
0: <laughs> well, I
1: don't get it. The the you know what you know what one one of the most important things to to get commissioned to do a mural is what's that? Previous experience doing a mural. <laughs> so I it's it's like that thing where you go to apply for a job and they're like, oh, I must have two years experience, but it's an entry level. But entry level, yeah. Like I, it's that, but. You can't like you can't freelance doing murals like and get internship stuff for murals. Like that doesn't <laughs> happen here. So I, I don't understand that. I, I do appreciate um back in Yuma, there's the, the little wood co-op and people get to do these murals that are like on like wood planks I saw them doing recently in Somerton and stuff. Yeah. Uh, while they're not actually full-size murals or anything, I think they're like two foot by four foot planks of wood that are up there um they're still getting experience that's applicable for that it's really nice to see there's a lot of things changing in yuma that i really like
0: yeah yeah that's i mean with the whole school thing with the with the art school college thing i was just wondering because you see a lot of people and you know you you talk to some people that like especially when it comes to making movies either they went to film school or they didn't go to film school right and mm-hmm. you hear about the stories of the people, oh, I just picked up a camera and I just started making things and just started, you know, made as many things as I could. And that person never went to the film school. But then you have the person that went to film school all the way through and and can't get a job as a PA kind of thing. Like, Yeah. It's, I always wondered, like, for creatives, is it beneficial to go to a school of sorts, an art school like that, or a film school and learn the technicalities or is it best just to pick up in, in the medium and start working and obviously it's pro- it's it's probably not a, a yes no answer it's not a yeah black white answer it's going to be you know who the person is and what kind of uh, work ethic he or she has kind of thing
1: i think regardless of the person i think the most important thing is actually getting to have the experience whether they're a person who is like a go-getter or someone who is <clears throat> just good at doing a skill like by the book and like someone who like lights a scene really effectively in a movie, uh, they could be a person who has n- like not a creative bone in their body, but they know exactly how to put up like three point lighting. Yeah. you know They're, that is still a valid like that is an important and valid person. Oh, yeah. in this role, someone who doesn't buy the book you know um, but no matter what for both the people who are go getters who study something or just have like a creative mind for something, uh, both of them just have to have the experience and the chance to do something. I think that's the most important part.
0: Yeah. No, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. So uh, what is your favorite artistic medium to work in? So obviously you do videos, you do graphic design, you, you work on podcasts with me. You know, what is the – or even drawing. Like what's, what's the medium that you prefer to work in?
1: Mm-hmm. Probably illustration because illustration is – it's the one where you get to like build a whole thing, craft a whole thing. I, I like drawing. Putting a pen to paper is really fun. But honestly, recently one of the things that I've enjoyed doing most was one that I thought I was awful at and always hated for like a decade. Uh, and that's graphic design. Okay. I thought graphic design was dry, stale, boring, uh, <laughs> and this like paint by numbers kind of thing. But now, like, it's uh In the same way that people grow up and they stop getting to play like, like RPGs and stuff that take 800 hours to finish. Um, And I think the same thing applies to me and getting to do anything creative. Now, at this point in my life, I have to be able to sit down and do something that I can make a whole like product, a whole piece of something from start to finish in like an hour Or I'm just not going to get to come back to something. (laughs) So a drawing can sometimes be a wash. Uh, I learned more recently to just go ahead and do like a super fast loose sketch of something and then leave that there for me later. Because maybe I can't dedicate like a whole like six hours to doing something. But I have a sketch already there some other time. And I don't have to do that whole first like hour and change of something. Oh
0: you know? Yeah. Okay. So, so I, I like drawing the most though. Okay. Drawing and illustration is your your, your preferred uh, medium to work in. What's your preferred medium to consume?
1: Oof. Like a uh, film, music, visual, like diff- different things like that.
0: Yeah. Television. If you, do you like just walking into a museum and looking at, you know, stuff like that, flipping through illustration books, like what, what's, or comic books or podcasts or, Music I think or they're all what?
1: tied. I, I think they're all tied, honestly. Um, uh, audio things like podcasts and stuff like that might be the one I do the most right now, because you can multitask with those things. I can't I can't read a comic book and like do something else at the same time. <laughs> um, but like podcasts and everything, um, whether they're informative, like fact based things, storytelling, or if it's just like comedy or something, those are the ones I get to do the most i like those podcasts are great (laughs) i'm I'm really 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 glad people are running with the idea of like audio dramas again right because i I was so sure that was going to be like the next wave of things because again you get to do both of the things at the same time like say you're driving or something and like while you're driving you can be listening to some crazy story and sure like you can't look at an action scene or something but if something's being described you can be like oh shit charlie did what <laughs>
0: no i mean i i mean do you know of any that are out there right now
1: there's a there's a new horror one that actually just um uh i just went and like subscribed to them i'd have to find it real quick here but there's um whatever the thing was it's it, it was really cool i listened to a couple like the first episodes for it I don't think that they nope, they don't um they don't organize <laughs> the things you follow by which one's the most recent. That would be a handy button. get on it, Twitter. there you go. but yeah, no, um there, there's just there was one that was a newer one, uh, and it was all like it it was a horror thing, and it was well done, it wasn't cheesy. I have to find this. The, the one that I think I've fallen off on is I don't give a shit about D&D podcasts anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are I've a lot of them so out many. there.
0: Yeah. But you know what? There's a lot of everything out there. And that's, that's the, I think that's the whole point of the internet. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't talk, I can't talk too much shit. And, the, you know, how many podcasts that are out there about movies and, uh, you know, uh, entertainment news and stuff like that. But, I mean, honestly.
1: Like that, that's, that's one that I like when uh, so I did I had a podcast group before that mm-hmm. was one of the main ways that you and I met. Yep. Um, for anyone who doesn't know uh, that was called This New Machine um, and it was a great time and everything. But it's so damn hard to wrangle the four to six other people <laughs> who, who are supposed to do things yep. if they don't feel any ownership of the
0: stuff. This is very true.
1: <laughs> You're a champion for having done it.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's almost like Geekly Media is this big conglomerate that just came in and, <laughs> and you know consumed this new machine because I think we got. I'm okay with it. <laughs> three of the members of your of your group that are part of Geekly Media in some way or not.
1: Yeah, because you ha- uh, are you counting Andy among those for yeah. the fantastical football? Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, Andy's in there, uh, myself, and then Rafa. And then, I mean, the other people, like, you've definitely had Ian on.
0: I've had Ian on a few times, and and actually, we kind of talked about a new project earlier today, so... Ooh, watch out.
1: He, uh, Ian's not going to listen to this by any chance ever. He uh, doesn't follow through on some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if you do hear this, Ian, text me about that comic book. Oh! Uh,
0: you know what, though? We I live th- in the same house. I know you do. <laughs> Look... I I am always for talking to people about new ideas and coming up with new ideas and and starting to work on those new ideas. I don't I don't expect anybody to follow through on the first one anyways. Like most of the time people just need to get that idea out of their head mm-hmm. and he'll let someone else hear it and that's cool. Like I I'm here for that. But if when you want to start working on it, I'm here for that too. Yeah. It's just Not- a lot of people do flake after just getting the idea out of their head.
1: <laughs> See, I, I have the opposite problem for that stuff where like once I, like by the time something makes it out of my head to go to anybody else, I typically want to do it. Right. And it's just that some part of a production pipeline after that Stops. doesn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because um, like I'm plenty, I, I'm plenty content with um, having an idea, having it exist in my mind. And if it's like a whole unit, I'm just like, ah, yes, that was fantastic and I'm done with it.
0: <laughs> like I created a thing, I consumed it for me and it is done. That's pretty impressive actually. That that's uh that's in-game level stuff right there. <laughs> <laughs> like
1: I just like that that was always the problem with things. Um I i never put like a pen to paper on so many different things cuz I just I was like, oh no, this is great like this. Like any anything else that I would try to make for those things was like
0: keeping me from the next thing that I was going to make in my head. <laughs> so, <coughs> well, you know all know. those things that I've talked to you about, I do want to make, we just I just keep running into the production problems just like you said. Like I I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to move on to the next thing, but this thing right here I still want to work on." So, if you imagine a kitchen, there is a whole bunch of little pots on bunch of back burners that are just going in on warm. Just buy buying new stoves? Yes. <laughs> Those new stoves with the only
1: back burners. That's right. Only the front ones. Take them out.
0: Are you sure, sir? Like you should be using front nope, don't got time for that. Just back burners. <laughs> okay. N- uh, I- Oh good. I was just say we got off track. What were we about to say? No, I was going to do what well, that <laughs> Okay, what were we talking about then? No, I was going I was going to say like I'm sorry I derailed it. Oh. Well, you know, that's it's interesting because it's Wait, I remember. Okay. I
1: remember. We were saying this new machine. Yep. And that it like I I was saying that it's hard to keep people wrangled for things
0: yeah because we were talking about podcasts we were just talking about podcasts in general and you said you used to be a part of one and it was harder to get but that's not that's not important
1: (laughs) i I was i was saying something like that i started talking about that as a part of something else i don't know okay i I give up on it uh
0: but okay so that's that's your favorite to consume like what is it that you would like to do though what's the next thing for you
1: uh, so I, I mentioned it a little bit earlier. Um, I really, really, really think that things like audio dramas and stuff like that. I think those are one hundred percent the next wave of media that should be um, people should put money into, and we're actually seeing a little bit of that happen um, with with things like uh, Audible. Yeah. So they they are predominantly they predominantly deliver audiobooks to people. They that's what they have but they're also kind of getting into the streaming wars a little bit and they have original content now.
0: Yeah. Like, uh, and what's it? The, the big finish has all those like Dr. Who audio audio plays and uh, Torchwood audio plays and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. I I think you're right. I mean, it's going to be because people love to just have those things playing in their ears while they're, working out, driving around. Like I, mm-hmm. I listen to all my podcasts when I'm driving for work. Like that's, yeah, I get most of that done that way. Um, yeah, Cause you
1: have what like an hour drive to work.
0: I have an hour drive to work, but I'm, when I'm actually at work too, I, I have to do a lot of driving. So I oh, just, that's true. I just play, I just have it playing on my, the radio in my car and my truck. So that, you know, it helps, it helps me. Like it, it, it's harder. <laughs> I can't really pay attention to other sounds, because I'm paying attention to what the person's saying, as opposed to like music. If it's if it's mu- just music playing, I can still hear the song playing in my head because I've heard the song over and over. But mm-hmm. this is all new information that's coming through a podcast kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I think um uh so mm-hmm. I, I have ADHD. So uh, if you can't tell by how great <laughs> I am without staying on topic, uh, I have ADHD, and um uh one of the things that I I found. When I was doing standardized testing in high school and junior high and stuff, was that um, I did drastically better if I was listening to music at the same time. It's c- because otherwise, like my my, I'm bouncing everywhere mentally. I'm thinking about two trillion different things, and if it's quiet, <laughs> every sound has my full attention. <laughs> uh, so when I still had like longer hair and everything, I had little like I'd have little earbuds up under it. That would be playing whatever music I could put on my like twelve song capacity MP3 player at the time, (laughs) Uh, and I'd be listening to that through like Ames testing or something, and the the same thing has been true going forward about me listening to podcasts and other stuff like that, and I I think that like uh, humanity as a group has just given ourselves ADHD, (laughs) like uh, no one. No one focuses on just one thing. There's always like uh, something happening with your phone while you're doing something. (laughs) I I think that we're, we're in a nice little shift in when people will, or the medium in which people are taking in media itself. And I, I I really want to be on the forefront of that stuff.
0: There you go. Okay. So what is the thing that piece of advice that you would give someone else that's maybe following in your footsteps?
1: Don't don't go to school.
0: Don't go to school. Uh,
1: this this is a practiced one. Um, so I I don't I don't recommend going to art school if you want to do art stuff. Don't don't go to school for that. Um, it's not anything against the schools. They have great experiences and everything like that. If your family has the money, hell yeah, go for it. Dive in. But if you're in a situation where you're going to be taking a loan or anything like that to try to go to school, don't do that. Um, work. Uh, use the internet. You can use free programs. Um, There are plenty of programs that are out there for drawing digitally, painting digitally, and things like that. Um, And those resources are definitely out there if you just Google them. Um, You can get free programs. Um, There are YouTube tutorials for everything. Follow the artists on all the social media that you like. They all are going to post tutorials, or you can ask them a couple questions. Just don't ask them what pen they're using. That's the most common question in the world. It's always
0: Copic something, right?
1: I mean, like, honest. It's it's copics or like some kind of. Um, <laughs> I forget what the the brush pen I'm using is now. Uh, it's a Pentel. It's a Pentel brush, t- brush pen. But yeah, um, no, like, um, just scroll through their comments. They've answered it before.
0: Yeah, like, but, well, a few of the artists that I like comic book artists that I follow, they always just they start off with their like video with this is what i'm using okay now we're past that like kind of thing (laughs) they're
1: saving themselves some time yeah it's a good plan (laughs) but but no um yeah uh just go out and do art um like save up some money or whatever and then set yourself up a certain amount of time where your main goal will actually be to make art um like actually cultivate art things and just focus on that stuff find uh some like a couple people who you know will actually be honest with you and be beholden to them for making art. Like Set your goals and stuff uh, and then actually stick to those things. Find someone who can hold you accountable for those things that you said you were going to do (laughs) uh, and actually do that stuff. You'll save yourself a ton of money. You'll have a better creative experience as long as you stick to it. And that's the most important thing.
0: Okay. Now, last question. What what would be your useless superpower if you could have one? Has to be useless.
1: But they're all useful.
0: No. It has to be completely useless.
1: I, what's? did you have you asked people this question before? I have. What, what are some of the answers they've said? Just so I can get a good frame of well, reference about just how useless we're talking
0: So, like, okay, the one that I usually give the example for when I'm telling, when I'm asking this question is you can grow your fingernails an extra, like, uh two centimeters. But that's it.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Like, I, how, I how is that useful? Instantly, I, I should say.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, no, like, that, that's not a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Because I, I just, did you watch Misfits? i did
0: i loved misfits even the there's, seasons the, that people didn't like
1: yeah no honestly they they still had good parts there was still a good couple episodes per season yeah but um no there's like that guy um they call they jokingly make fun of him monsieur fromage yeah uh his, he's like he's a cheese bender
0: <laughs> it's and, and it's amazing how much of our food is cheese yeah <laughs> and he like takes over with this cheese bending ability
1: it's amazing so i don't know if any ability is really useless but well you know guess-
0: what was the what was that one guy's name that came along in the season with rudy but he could he was a tele he was a telekinetic but he couldn't like really move anything of significance like big or anything like that
1: yeah that was um uh Rudy called, or Rudy called him Finley.
0: Finley, that's right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Finley. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't remember. I, I guess. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It would have to be something like that. Like
0: a lot of people the, usually come up with like if if they can't come up with a, a good useless one, it's a it's something that has a negative effect to you as well.
1: Okay. No. Here, I'll, I I I'll. I have a spit on this one, I guess. Since I can't come up with a good power that's useless. Because I think telekinesis, even if all you could do is move like something microscopic, is useful. You could stop someone's heart by just not letting blood go through one one artery.
0: That's true. That's very true. That,
1: that's my choice power is telekinesis. <laughs> I think fin, fin, Finley was just an idiot. He was. Uh, but uh, no, so I'm, I'll say a power. And then we pitch, We like we say, downsides to this power. And okay. I'll, I'll say like... Like, where's the off ramp for when I'd be like, nope, too big of a downside. <laughs> okay. So, um, all right. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go with like, um, regeneration,
0: regeneration. What, what,
1: what do you see as like a, a downside for regeneration?
0: So I would say that with regeneration, like, nothing
1: insane. Like I don't just like become
0: ball of tumors.
1: <laughs> Cause that's what I always imagine happening to Wolverine at least once.
0: Well, I was yeah. Well, that's what happened to to Deadpool. That's what kind of thing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I would say that with regeneration, like you couldn't ever make any changes to yourself, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Like you might even, uh, and the other side would be that you would you could possibly get too muscular if that makes sense. So well, that's fair. And the idea, because you would
1: that, always uh, be breaking it down and rebuilding it every time.
0: Exactly.
1: So, yeah, I don't. I don't want that. <laughs>
0: you'd be to the point where you couldn't even fit into your your you know doorways and stuff like that, just because you're so yeah. hunk and big.
1: See, I feel this already because I'm only getting fatter right now. So <laughs> I, I, already, I already feel. This. I don't want anything to make me bigger. <laughs> Before fat, no, thank you. Um, no, I I don't like that side. I don't like that downside. Don't um, like that outside at all, like, huh? One one that I think would be an interesting one for regeneration would be like sure you you still like you regenerate and everything but you still feel like a tenth of that injury ooh like a phantom pain for like going forward that's for interesting
0: I always thought that was weird too or not weird but I always thought about that was like when like people that are immortal so to speak like when they get shot it's like I know that it's probably because they've been shot so many times that they don't really notice it anymore, but it's like, it should still feel pain, right? Like, it should still hurt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I there's a lot of down... There's a lot of uh, other effects, too, or implications of powers that people don't go into. Like, um, my favorite one was always the idea that the the Flash is actually, like, incredibly long-lived. Long what? Beca- long-lived. Like, he's, oh. he's got a very long lifespan. Because for him, like he's like living a very fast time. Like like time is still moving normal to him, but slow. Everything else is slow, you know? Right. He's living so he a would,
0: lifetime in the in the amount that we live a year kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So like by that same token, like if he just chose not to move fast or whatever, would he just be six hundred and still be fine? You know? <laughs> i don't
0: know you know what i was thinking (laughs) about the other day too was uh billy batson and shazam Mm -hmm. so what if someone snuck up on billy and like just stabbed him right in the back or in the side right (laughs) and so he's still able to yell out shazam so he changes Uh into shazam or captain marvel but when he changes back is billy still stabbed
1: I I don't know I I think that there someone's played with this at some point in time because I remember something like that where someone used an ability to go into another form and came back healed that might have even been animorphs
0: I don't know oh um yeah because huh I was gonna say I'm sure that he it it heals him uh, to change into Shazam but like what if it didn't (laughs) because there's I I I think it's a Kingdom Come. In that in that book, at the like at one point he says, "As Shazam, he's like I can't change back into Billy. Billy died a long time ago." Oh shit! Yeah, I didn't remember that. I think that's what I remember reading that that there, but that's
1: crazy. Yeah, see, like that's the kind of stuff that I like. Please, <laughs> more of that in comic books.
0: <laughs> yeah, th- no. there should be more negative sides to powers. I like Rogue was the first one that ever like introduced that to me, and I always thought that was cool.
1: The one I was always—I always thought they should go into more, not on the surface level way that they did for a lot of the stuff, but was going to like Nightcrawler's things more. Mm-hmm. Like in the nineties, we got the the whole thing when we got to see like his origin and stuff like that, um, and a little bit of the stuff where he basically travels through like the hell dimension, right, and then pops out the other side. There should be whole books devoted to that, and there might be, <laughs> and I might just not be aware of them, but I don't remember anything like that happening.
0: That's fair. So, all right, cool.
1: Stephen. That's cool.
0: That that's, and I don't I don't want to be buff. <laughs> uh, that's been an hour, man. Thanks for, for cool. coming on here and talking to me. And I uh, hope people got to learn a little bit more about Stephen Clark. And this is the the you know the re- reoccurring whenever I forget to go and find interviews of <laughs> <laughs> meet your geek elite member geek elite media member so
1: i i I am so sorry to everyone who was listening this whole time i think we we got four questions in
0: there you know what that's fine that's you know it's good when i can have a conversation with the person too instead of me just asking them a question and grilling them so it's pretty awesome that's
1: that's fair At, at what point do you do a hey mitch about mitch
0: so funny you should ask because um in the Fantastical Football podcast, uh, I played Richard. And at the end of uh, our bet for that week was whoever lost. Well, if he lost, then he had to host uh, a Hey Mitch for me. And if I lost, I had to do something else. I forget what it was. But I ended up winning. So he has to do a Hey Mitch. And in that one, we're going to just have it that he interviews me. See, I like that. Yeah.
1: So not, Now it is actually Hey Mitch.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think the idea behind Hey Mitch was supposed to be more of a, like, the, the audience was going to tell me who I should go talk to kind of thing.
1: Mm, mm, okay. Yeah, because right now it's it's Mitch colon Hey. <laughs> like, Mitch says Hey. That's right. <laughs> I should have called it that. That, that would have been much better. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much.
0: No, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Like I I, I was so ready
1: to tell people about how when I was a kid, I wanted to be a stand-up comedian and I, I still would enjoy this. And I know exactly one of the stories that I would tell in there, but that lives for another
0: day. I was just say you, you, you that there's no reason why you can't go do that right now. There are, there are comedy clubs up in Phoenix.
1: I just, I just, I don't know where else to go from talking about this one incident I had in the shower.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm sure that with you, just stream of consciousness would be pretty hilarious. So just get up there and talk.
1: That's kind of what what I wanted to be. Yeah. But we'll talk about that at some point you know, in the podcast. All right, man.
0: <laughs> uh, where can uh, people find you on the internet?
1: You can find me across all social media platforms as either Peppermint Gent or Peppermint Gentleman. That first one being the short version of the second one that I should
0: have said first. <laughs> uh, okay. So you know this part. Uh if you want to listen to this, the, you can find this podcast and other <clears throat>
1: episodes, archived episodes of this podcast
0: on our website at geekelitemedia.com. That's right. And uh so this is Hey Mitch on the Geek Elite Media Network saying, always remember to geek out. Geek out This concludes our broadcast. Beep.